0: Welcome back to another ESA podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, and today we're going to be going over preparing and asking questions. That's right, speaking skill is on the menu today. And so when preparing questions for a Q&A session, consider making or consider asking questions from different angles, okay? Now I'm not talking about like reporters or reporting type questions because of course they do it with their own hidden agenda. I'm just talking about Q and A in general, and something that can relate to everybody. So the who, the what, the where, the when, the how. Remember the whole illicit, you know, justifications. Why do you think? Why should? That's another way. Or ask for illustration of, or ask for an illustration of points. Okay, such as, can you give me an example of that? What evidence is there for? Now again, what evidence? That's basically. That could be in terms of jury duty, in terms of being in a jury, uh, or, you know, if there's an investigation that's happening, or a scientific process or a scientific finding. So you probably wouldn't ask that at, like, a seminar, right? Uh, if you're talking about trends, you could say, can you give me an example of that? Can you give an example of that? I see on here there are, you, you know, you're, you're stating that what's going to happen are the stocks are going to rise and then they're going to plunge why do you think, you see what I mean? Can you justify that? So those are other ways of asking. Now, exploring timeframes. You could say, what do you see happening next year? What has been the biggest lesson learned so far? That is an excellent question. I think that is one of the most important questions, especially When you're like, it could be, if you're like podcasting and you're a podcaster and you have an interviewee on and they're telling you about your entire life story uh, or their life story, you could say, you know what, can you give me an example? What's the biggest lesson you learned up into that point? Or the biggest lesson learned for 2016, 2017, 2018? Here's a question, a rhetorical one for all of you. What has been the biggest lesson learned so far in 2020? Maybe we've been devaluing a lot of things that we have taken for granted. Could it be that? It's kind of crazy because everything flipped right upside down. Again, it was festering and it was boiling in 2019. All of this just didn't happen in 2020. This had to take two years in the it. But again, it's a loaded question, right? So when did this trend begin? Okay, that could be a relatively straight, straightforward straightforward question but again you would give a present perfect oh this a present perfect answer i mean oh this had started or past perfect this started when or past simple completely up to you on how you answer that but your goal is to avoid loaded questions and questions that may be perceived as hostile okay because you always want to have an interaction with someone okay whereas it includes a question so that the speaker can answer okay so when you ask a question consider your tone of voice consider your body language consider uh, you know the facial expressions to ensure that effective open communication why because i've actually been there i've been i've been there have been times where people ask me questions and it felt like i had to like get into defense mode because they were very very adamant with getting an answer This is why I would never, ever be interviewed by any news reporters ever. I think the news, that's anti-world. Even if I end up becoming a very, very big podcaster like Joe Rogan or something like, well, nah, he's not really technically big Uh, in the American community, I guess. But in terms of if someone is continuously asking me a question or if someone is trying to go on the attack with me, this is why it's very important to learn open communication and interpersonal skills, and of course, interpersonal skills like Trevor Noah, because there have been times where you know people who support one group and they're like, "Oh, Trevor Noah, you're unsupportive of him." Da 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 da. da. They ask him a bunch of questions in a very hostile manner, but then I love the way he reverses it by saying, "Okay, let's 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 take this for a moment. Well, what you're saying is this." But in actuality, this happened, and then he goes on to answer it, but then asks a very deep question that is kind of like NLP, Practitioning, right? It's very deep, and it gets to the root cause. So this is a way that you could, uh, this is how you become like a very, very effective interviewer and whatnot. Um, If we look at Trevor Noah, when he brings, Trevor Noah, when he brings people on to his show he is excellent right but if you look at the likes of Jimmy Fallon or you know these quote-unquote pseudo comedians like who, who's the other one Jim Jimmy Kimmel they ask questions to try to make the crowd laugh and to make them very entertaining they're not supposed to be serious Trevor Noah he could be serious very serious or he could be very funny it just all depends so again That's someone who I really, really love, especially Trevor Noah. Um, Who's the other guy? Hasan Minhaj. There we go. They all work in that little studio. I don't know if it's Fox or who knows what it is. But um, they ask very, very good questions. And they don't push to be funny. They're just themselves. That's the most important aspect. So what I want to do here is I'm going to play this listening. And what you're going to do is you're going to identify the potential problems with each one of them. There are four and the potential problems are hostile, loaded, or no question. So you're gonna listen, and then you're gonna communicate with me, or communicate back with me on your answers and why. So without further ado, let's get into it. One, but anyway, what can we actually change? Do you have any concrete ideas? Two, but isn't the technology a little bit clumsy? Three. If I may ask a question, sorry, Rashid, what you're saying is really worrying me. I don't see how we can be giving presentations about our campaigns online. It just isn't feasible at all. I hear what you're saying, but I can't see how it will actually work in practice. Four. I'm completely lost for words. How can we do our work on a tablet? And there it is people. So again, If you look at that last question, for instance, I'm going to break this down. She said, I'm completely lost for words, or I'm completely at a loss of words. How can we do our work on a tablet? Well, I mean, that's a ridiculous question, isn't it? That's someone who's coming from a very limited belief that tablets are not worthy. But as I saw last December and seeing all these university students, they work and they write on tablets and they make things very beautiful. They're brilliant. So her saying, how can we work on a tablet? I mean, if you want to be a smart aleck and say, oh, well, you just turn it on and you just click on the document, but then that would make them more angry. So don't do that. So how can we do our work on a tablet? That's just ridiculous. What you could do as a follow up and be like, oh, I understand your, you know, I understand that you are very dissatisfied. But for the next week, we will have staff that will be training us on how to, you know, open up documents, how to commit to, you know, learning a tablet, this, that, you understand. You have to be open-minded when you go into these situations. And that's a very difficult part with working on a team. So in saying that, one, two, three, and of course, four, which I just discussed, let's see, are they hostile, loaded, or no question? Now, remember to refer back because, again, I've talked about the loaded questions, in uh, podcasts previously. So if you're listening to me on Spotify or somewhere, just put loaded questions on Google or wherever in Arsenio and it will come up for sure. So in saying that guys, thanks for tuning in to another ESL podcast. So many more to come over and out.